Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle Podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. A topic that was voted on was delivery processes. So it's quite broad, but did anyone prepare any interesting uh solutions for delivery processes does anyone have a new delivery process they'd like to share has anyone implemented yes hopefully not just lucas who says no but uh <laughs> does anyone have any new delivery processes that like share anything interesting they've discovered or implemented that works really well for them uh now's the time to share let's just start with that topic first and cena told me he's about to join as well so we're gonna have the organizer of this call here as well soon Nice, Sina's joining. Um, well, I, I don't have like content to share, but I do have a question about it um, to so kind of fine. kick off the, the conversation. Um, so um, that's about Facebook advertisement, the delivery. Uh, my outsourcers who take care of the delivery are quite busy with the current projects. So we're just wondering uh, how we can kind of take away some work of them. Um, so I do, uh, the current setup is I do have a project manager who does everything around it. And then they're basically uh, the advertisers. Um, so I'm just wondering if I should bring in someone kind of like a junior advertiser, like very low ticket, who does more like the um the setting up part, which takes a lot of time because it's like an annoying interface um, so that they can more focus on the uh, strategy and analysis whilst someone else is more executing and setting up the way they want it. So I was just wondering if someone uh, does have a setup like that um, and what their experiences was. Yeah, this is Facebook ads, basically, right? Yeah. In case uh, it wasn't 100% clear what I'm trying to do, just let me know. Happy to explain further. Yeah, can you can you explain a little further? Because it uh, sounds pretty interesting. Sorry, one question. Uh, how many how many projects is he, uh, are your people handling for advertiser? They have seven projects. Okay. So they, they definitely should be able to do more than that. Uh, what kind of budget do you typically manage for clients? Um, it depends. Some some are like two k, others are like seven k. Yeah, but they, they do have they do have another like, like they do have a couple of e-commerce stores themselves, so they they are managing these also. Gotcha. No, so, so that sounds about right. Um, I'm not sure, like, if this what you're thinking about is going to save them a lot of time because they will have to do a lot of like delegation work. Um, what what uh, does anyone does everyone understand what Soren actually wants to do? Uh, the way I understood it is he wants to hire a junior ad advertiser to help out with some menial tasks so that the more advanced guys can focus on the high level stuff. Is, is that what you mean, Soren? Or, or maybe I didn't understand yeah. myself. Yeah, exactly. So, so one question, like, do you, so do you think that those setting up part is the uh, the bottleneck in in the in the whole process, or is it because, for for example, for me, this is the uh, onboarding new clients and like the strategy 
stage. This is this is where we've got the bottlenecks. And then like projects go so smoothly. And if it if it wasn't for you know the, the management and just the information overload, the guys could manage like you know 20 accounts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the the onboarding is quite intense, um, and uh, with with most projects, it's kind of okay. However, there are a couple of projects where we basically uh, launch new ads for new blog articles every week, um, which is very uh, labor intense. So uh, there are two projects that do take a lot of time, as it always requires new setup. Gotcha. So, so what's the process like? Do you need to get something from the client to, to publish those um, those ads? Um, yeah, so the client provides an article that we're going to advertise for. Um, we um, create some images. Uh, we create the ad copy. We set, uh, set up the split tests and then we run them. And then we don't only run them one week, but we keep running them if they're profitable. So, um, uh, and that's also the project with the highest ad spend. Um, uh, and as part of the blog articles are also for lead generation, um, it's like, it's, we're paying like two euros per lead. So um, in relation, it's, it's basically even more ad spend than if we were advertising a high ticket course, then obviously 7K ad spend would not be as much, but as it's such low ticket lead generation, it's even more extreme, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, so I, like, let, let me tell you what I'm doing, right? Because I've got, I, I've got this like junior advertiser set up now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, but my guy, it's actually, he's not a junior advertiser, he's a junior marketer. So he takes care of like all the support functions of the funnel. So he creates landing pages, emails if need be, sets up all the like backend integrations, right? And then like he can, like he has the capacity to do some like minor ad tasks, right? It's just, we, we never had to implement this, but I think if you had somebody who would be, you know, this kind of junior person, more versatile, they need a bit of guidance when it comes to, you know, like reviewing their work. So probably project manager or this lead advertiser that you have would have to overlook their work with some quality assurance on it. But this way you would have someone who you, you can, you know, um, kind of channel into different projects as they are needed. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But, no, but no, not just restricting them to doing Facebook ads, but actually give them, you know, a bit more to do. And this is actually super appealing for, uh, for you know, young guys who are, who are learning, you just need to get someone who's good at, you know, who's got the basics of copywriting, like is, has set up, let's say, a website before, so that they know how the backend works. Um, let's say they've done a little bit of Facebook ads, and then you've got a person who is going to be doing pretty much everything. They are super excited because they they they're learning for from you know like a marketing agency, and uh, and you've you've got the solution for your you know overload of your advertisers mm. and that's working well for you yeah yeah so far it's it's just my junior guy is a bit overloaded now so i just found an, a second one we're gonna be because mm. um, like in my case the the bottleneck is the onboarding and the research and the audit process that we're doing so we're training this new guy to um in in our process so that he can execute it instead of um instead of my advertiser Mm -hmm. Okay, so you do have a, like a head advertiser above the yeah. uh, two junior guys, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and 
Okay, cool. So, so the, the head advertiser, uh, it's, it would basically be a very similar setup as what I'm looking at. Yeah. As the head advertiser is more taking care of the strategizing part, the, um, the, um, analysis and some optimization, and then also obviously some execute, uh, executing tasks, but, um, like, if, if there is anything that's like he can push on to the junior advertiser, then he does that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, if, if you've got something like those publishing blog posts, if this is always like, you know, the same ad stand, same kind of split test, if it's super easy to, to set up the copies, it's, um, it, it's, it's going to save you some time, right? But if it would be just like, cause we've tried this before, just like, uh, you know, handling over just the setup of the ads, um, while the guy, while the lead advertiser is doing the strategy, but it didn't really work because it maybe saved us like, I don't know, 10%, 15% of time because you, you need to explain like what is needed in, in, in great detail, yeah. right? But if it's something yeah. like r repetitive, pretty simple, then it's, it's fine to outsource it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. Yeah, because uh, like my idea behind that was kind of um, that they do get someone on hand who uh, will slowly get trained to, to learn more about Facebook ads to then be able to in future manage uh, accounts himself. So basically like slowly trained. Mm. So I, I haven't done this myself. I, I haven't done this myself, right? But I, I think you're gonna be better off just like getting, you know, somebody who's already advanced and then training them in your process if you've got some uh, some good strategies. Isn't that going to be faster? And you're also going to get some, you know, outside perspective as well, right? If you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Not sure. Anybody has any, any other take on this? Um, so the, the contrast but between training somebody in-house from, from a junior versus hiring somebody who already knows uh, what yeah. they're doing. In general, so in general, if you do this method, you're going to have a large pool or a, a pool of any kind of people that you can choose or that choose themselves to be promoted by performing better than others and taking more responsibility naturally than others. So you're creating a meritocracy system that self-generates uh, more senior guys and if you self-generate more senior guys, you don't have to pay them huge amounts of money for project as well because they're homeschooled basically, right? Whereas if you try to get a guy who took like, who joined a bunch of masterminds and they told him to charge a lot of money and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be harder to get them to do things the way you want them to do it because you didn't really train them. And they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to demand more money up front as well because that's the way they've learned it elsewhere. So uh, yeah. I, I see potential in what you're saying. That's what I'm saying here. Right, I, yeah. I, I get the point, but from my perspective, so the guys that I'm hiring, like it, it's just a matter of also who, who you're targeting, right? If you're targeting guys who are like, you know, taking mastermind courses, they're like super um, confident in themselves and they don't mind like, you know, negotiating the deals, that, that, that's probably what's going to happen. But like, I usually channel people from who let's say they just quit working for some marketing agency that was like exploiting them right and they you know they hate talking about money they hate negotiating they just want to do their job and like 
and actually want to you know learn more and get better at what they're doing they're super passionate about this and they are uh, satisfied with with you know like whatever you tell them pretty much you're gonna pay them as long as this is like a slightly more than they used to get but they actually don't care that much i guess it's just a matter of you know finding a good process for hiring those people for the junior ad guys i mean you just need them to be familiar with the back end of ads manager right so then the the, the advanced guy is going to be like set up these custom audiences these look likes uh put this campaign with these kind of features um i think you'll have general processes in like for really repetitive stuff that needs to be done all the time and you'll also have repetitive processes for certain projects like the, the one you mentioned where you, you have blog articles so for that one your head advertising you record a process video because it's specific to that client but in general i would hire i'm sure as matt's saying you could find someone for pretty cheap that knows the back end that if they get um told to do certain things like they should should you, sh you don't need process videos for that they know how to do create let's say custom audiences mm -hmm. or something like that you don't have to treat yeah them I, well i think but they also don't need to be coming up with a strategy which is something that you know they have to use their brain for so yeah i think if they're too good um like alex says uh, uh or i don't know if it was alex saying it um but if they if they're too good it's basically going to be like kind of a tricky situation because the they they basically not want to do the dirty work of uh the the other advertiser um so kind of like having someone rather unexperienced but knowing the back end a little bit um and training them i think uh, uh that might be a a good way well, they to, to be, they, they can't be a as long -term good. Solution. they can't be better or as good as the head advertiser because then it's just uh yeah so that means that they're learning right the, the pitches that they're learning from a better advertiser um, yeah, exactly they're, they're getting paid for the amount like yeah and then also matt like how do you pay the the junior and senior advertisers do do hourly or, or per project no i do usually per project but to be honest i pay them the same it's just that usually the junior has like you know three times as much work or four times because they're doing like landing pages whenever there's like an edit needed, uh, you know, we need to call them. Uh, they write like emails, every like tiny thing that needs to be done. Um, it's like a VA work to an extent, right? It's just they have some marketing background. And I usually try to find people who know how to write, who, who enjoy writing, right? So that it's it's fun for them. If they get trained in in creating landing pages and writing emails it, it's actually fun for them this, this is a my primary requirement so how does it work the relationship between the head and the senior and the junior advertiser in your team mm, so, so to be honest it's like so as i mentioned like we're not doing this uh, delegating the advertising tasks much right mostly like the support work it's sometimes it's possible for example when a guy goes on vacation and like he's only got his uh, mobile phone right and like he needs something set up it only happened once 
um, than like the other guy can set it up, right? But but normally it's just like me managing because I don't have a project manager yet. I mean me managing like delegating the tasks to each of them, right? And then if the lead advertiser needs something, they uh, they also message it in in the relevant project group of Slack, and the other guy sets it up like analytics or whatever. Does it make sense? Yeah, kind of. I'm just not sure now at the, uh, what does the, the senior guy do? The senior guy does all the ad campaigns. And the junior guy, so remember, it's not an advertiser, it's not a junior advertiser. It's, he's just like a marketing VA who creates landing pages, writes emails, set up chatbots. Um, what else? He like sets up some integrations between, let's say, the autoresponder and the landing page. Things like these. He gets the graphics done for the ads. I see. Okay, so the the ad the advertiser is basically uh, doing most of the advertising, but there's other things that need to be done. Which the, you have a general market generalist marketer kind of that does that on his own. Like it's not that he gets the copy from the head advertiser and plugs it into Ads Manager. It's it's. Uh, he does everything else, and then the advertiser can just focus on the Facebook ads. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, and, um, Ibrahim, are, Alex? You, are you uh, looking to chime in on this conversation? You have your hand up. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. No, actually, uh, yeah, I, I just had a question, but uh, you can finish it up, and then I'll ask. Mm -hmm. um, Alex, do you think uh, it's because uh, it sounds like you do like the idea. Um, the, my only concern was uh, that there would be another person, an additional person involved. And uh, obviously, we're always trying to keep like the, uh, we were talking about it. The more people you manage, the more people there are involved, uh, the more complex, complicated it gets. And, Here's how it can work. If the junior guy takes away so much work from several senior guys that the senior guys can focus on very high level stuff most of your time, then that saves time for everyone. That's how I look at it. But do you have multiple senior guys, right? That's the real question. Because having one junior guy and one senior guy doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you have five senior guys, maybe it's justifiable to have one junior guy because he can run around and do all the copy paste kind of like template setup and like image research and, and like, like uh, checking with Amazon uh, AI if the image is expressing certain emotions that are gonna rank well on Facebook, like that kind of stuff a junior guy can do because it, 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 it doesn't require any like intelligence, just like copy paste work. And then eventually uh, he becomes what people like Ryan Dice call a more of a full stack marketer so he will start understanding um, the different parts of the funnel and different parts of ad management and stuff like that because he's getting trained on all that at the same time. And then he can become a senior guy if he chooses to, right? So you shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily push them. You should get people who push themselves to become like that. And you cannot have a perfect hiring record with people like that, to be honest. So, so you're going to have, yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I, like, honestly, I'm actually starting to think, does this 
make sense for a small agency? If you don't have five guys, does this make sense? The answer to that, I don't know. I don't know how to make it work in a small team, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe someone else does. So if, if anyone knows how to make it work in a small team where it's efficient and it's not just the work being split in half with two people, um, then, then please tell me because I don't know how to do that. What if you have, in terms of, I know every, everyone here doesn't sell just Facebook ads, but since we're on, in this example with Soren and Matt, uh, let's say for Facebook ads, if you have your own processes, whether you yourself are knowledgeable enough about Facebook ads or your ad advertiser puts your own processes, at least on paper, then you know that you have an X, Y, Z formula or, or way you do your ad copy and you have that written down uh you know when your what your scaling strategy is what your audience strategy is so then when you have these processes then you may be able to train someone that already has a background in marketing in your processes and obviously the more standardized your facebook ads agency is and the more niche you are the easier that is by but even way, that if you're not by the you way you still have yeah relating to what you just said it's actually a good idea when you hire these junior guys to have them go through all the uh, digital marketer lab plus courses, just so they understand the different parts of marketing, like content creation, social media management. You know, if they understand the different parts, if you just continually spend uh, four hours a week watching course material and making notes, making sure they study this stuff, you're at, at, after a, a two months, you're going to have a junior guy who understands many, many levels of marketing, and then you can make much better decisions for marketing campaigns. This, in the industry, there's a term now being developed called full stack marketer, just like there used to be full, or there are full stack developers, and there, there's such a thing as full stack marketer. And it's much better to hire a full stack marketer to do something, because he can see all the different layers and how they work together. Whereas, for example, an image selector can only copy paste images and kind of put them into like a tool and research them a little bit or something like that. Right. So, so, so the, the world is heading more towards full stack, especially for small teams and away from uh, ultra specialization as they call it. But if you don't have your own processes for that, doesn't that mean that now that person, like you have, you're really reliant on that one person. Like what if they get sick? What if they quit? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the solution is not to run a small company, but grow so that you have a lot of leeway because all of these processes, um, I think it works like this. In the beginning, it's quite inefficient with like two or three people. Then it becomes very efficient at some unknown number, let's say 20 people. And then uh, I know for a fact, after 150 people, efficiency with everything goes down. So companies with more than 150 people be, you need culture, you need all these complicated things. Like you saw what happened in DBH, once we passed 150 active members, everything became complete chaos and no one knew exactly what was going on anywhere, right? Because there's everything going on at the same time all over the place, right? And, and that's not even a company, they're just a mastermind. Imagine what would happen in a big company where every, everyone's completely reliant on each other to have any results whatsoever. So, so, so I, I mean, maybe that's like too theoretical, but I would definitely start training and creating people who are all round specialists with a focus in one specific thing. So they understand funnels, they understand content, they understand social media, but they focus on ad buying, for example.
That way, if something needs to be done and no one's available or a person drops off, there's not going to be like, yes, but I'm an ad buyer. I don't write copy. No, the guy's going to write copy. It's going to be not as good, but he's not going to have to bother you or anyone else. He's going to make it work until you find someone to replace the, the writer, for example. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's kind of where everything is heading right now based on all the you know, experts and gurus and all these people that are saying that now, which is very interesting to me, by the way. Like it makes a lot of sense. And if you look at, um, if, you, in the, if you look at the past, if you look at the people you've worked with who performed above average, for me at least, it, it turns out a lot of them are more full stack people and they're less specialized. I don't know if you guys agree, maybe you have the opposite opinion. So let me know. Yeah, so, so my, my junior guy is, is, is like that, right? So I'm training him in, uh, in like different areas. In fact, I, I stole something from, from my friend's marketing agency, which is like a, what is it called? Uh, like a marketing matrix, which is like, a, basically they have a list of all the different skills in marketing. And like at the end of the month in that agency, or like every three months or something, like somebody rates each person in the company on, on those different scales and those different skills, right? So then they are trying to, and then they train people in the skills that, for example, somebody is lacking so that they are trying to develop those, those T-shaped people, um, right? So like full stack marketers that are specialized in, in something. Yeah, T-shaped, that's what they're called. Like some, some online gurus start calling them that, T-shaped people. Where did you read about this? It's from um, Google. It's, it's oh, Google. It's Google, oh, Google calls him that. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, so basically, um, this is what I'm trying to do with my guy. But like the the only like Sina, you're you're concerned that this person is you're gonna be hugely dependent on them. It's it's true, right? Um, especially. So I'm I'm facing this problem that like this guy was doing everything, like on on many projects, and uh, he's just like the bottleneck right now because. Obviously, landing pages and writing takes takes a lot of time. So that's yeah. why I onboarded the second person. I've got a little bit more redundancy now. I mean, the guys in the training phase still the other one. But my hope is that it's going to be a bit, uh, you know, more efficient. Well, I think less. also a solution for all this stuff is like standardizing the service a bit more, right? So like why... Like the only thing I can think of, like why we continue with the complex stuff is two things. is like the lead gen source because we have different leads coming in. And then also the fact that Facebook ads done, like it's a service that's on retainer. So that's an advantage. But I feel like why, why not, why, why aren't we like simplifying it by niching down or it just seems like a, such a complex system. And that's, that's why like, it doesn't seem to be the easiest thing to, to have processes around. I think like even as a specialized agency should keep at least some part of the projects like from outside, you know, their specializing niche because the market like keeps changing, right? So, and your clients need to keep changing, needs keeps changing. And like if you, let's say your clients come to you at some point from your specialty and they're telling you or our competitors are using this different service add-on, right? Why, why, why can't we get this, right? Um, so I think like in the process of, I mean, I, maybe somebody's got a different opinion, but like from my perspective, if you, you know, keep experimenting with different things on the side while keeping the core of your activity stable, uh, then you're gonna like be able to test out different new funnels ideas, right? And implement the ones that are working and you, you know, you're not staying behind be, uh, like by just 
simply getting rigid with, with what you deliver. Right, but if let's say you offer Facebook ads and funnels for one niche, you can continue to improve that. You can add chatbots to it. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's relevant. So I, I don't know if anyone else wants to talk about that. That's fine. But I, 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 yeah, I don't want to waste you guys. If you guys want to talk about, don't want to talk about that. That's fine. It just seems like if if it's a complex problem. Maybe it's, I don't know. What about, uh, shall we switch to the next topic? Because we still have a whole freaking hour. We can talk about content. What is the second thing here? Content lead generation strategies. How about you talk about that? Because we have that as the second most voted topic in the chat. You want to switch? Yeah, yeah I, I think they had the same amount of votes. So I think we're all interested in this also. Y yeah, so, so what, what I mean, okay, well, what about we start with what are people already doing for content? I know Jonas is doing stuff. Uh, Lucas, I don't know if he's here still, but I think, yeah, he's definitely doing stuff. Um, who else is doing stuff? And just what are you doing, actually? What are you guys doing exactly? Yeah, so for me, in terms of content, uh, there are two people in the company who write content. One is myself and one is my marketing guy. So, I mean, nothing special, uh, to be honest. Uh, just whatever marketing customers we have, we write their content. We make sure that it's unique and, yeah, just basic stuff. Okay. Yeah, All right. just basic stuff. Like, it's not something, like, we're not, uh, I wouldn't say that we're, we're, like, the core of our business is content, but we do content which is, like, just writing some copy for our customers, you know, Facebook posts, blogs, and stuff like that. Uh, okay, well, in this case, well, what would you guys like to know about content that we didn't discuss last week? Because we did a whole, like, half hour about it, I think. Uh, so just let me know, like, what what is missing in your knowledge or strategy right now? What would you like to know? So I've got a question. So when is a good time to uh, to start testing out this funnel? Well, creating content and speaking to camera to the camera or writing or copywriting, like all of those things are very high leverage. Um, ideally, everyone should be doing it all the time. So daily. And you'll learn it really, really fast. And anywhere you put it, it's going to get some traction at least. And then you can multiply it and make better choices later on and which platforms to use and stuff like that. So when the answer to when is always, to be honest, in terms of content, it just like, look how well it's working for DBH, the mastermind. Most of the leads are from content. So yeah, that's nice. What about started doing content and do like lead gen in any other way? Sorry. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about getting started with this, right? So I'm like doing those videos for DBH right now just to get a bit better. And then when I feel ready, I'm just going to go public with it. But my question is, um, I should probably public. define. Don't learn content by not going public. You need to not just create the videos, but publish them and have everyone look at them. That's how you really learn. Like the way I learned was I was standing in the middle of a busy street with the whole street looking at me and passing by saying, who the fuck is this guy? and pickpockets trying to rob me and stuff like that. 
That's, you know, you, you learn really fast like that. I'm not saying you should send them in the middle of the street and do that, but, but don't hide in the group. If you're going to do content, do content in the world out there and try to get people on phone calls as soon as possible. There's no point doing content unless you're getting people on phone calls. Gotcha. Is there such thing though as content that, you know, let's say of bad quality that would hurt actually my, my company image? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about this image stuff. Don't worry about that. Here's what I would do. I would do, I would review and compare the things that your clients are most interested in and are looking for reviews of and comparing. For example, tools or um, different types of services or different types of ads, you know, like Facebook ads versus Google ads. What is better to convert law clients or something like that? You know, like what are people looking for? Find out and the buyers, they're looking for comparisons, reviews, that kind of stuff. If you want an example of this, a good blog of how it's done properly is Yale Appliance. This is from Steve. He does calls with VH sometimes. He runs a $120 million company. And between, I think around five or six million of those $120 million are from his blog. So if you want to look at how things are done properly, look at his blog. And he absolutely confirmed with 100% certainty that it's not just his industry where that type of content works. So that's where you should look. And you can do the same thing with video that he does on text, by the way. So if anyone else wants to chime in, go ahead. Uh, the blog so is Yale, the blog. Yale Appliance. Yale, like university, Yale Appliance. Gotcha. All right, cool. So um, in terms of the... So I think the main thing that, I, that you're saying, Alex, is like, don't think of like, oh, what do we want to convey? It's like, are, are like find content that they, that ideal prospect actually wants to like learn about or find like read. Not just... You can start doing content and getting people on calls and everything else you'll sort out as you're doing it because you'll run out of things to say you'll not get enough views and calls and you'll start adjusting based on that. But uh, you need to start with implementation. The content is really, really hard to do because you need to force yourself. Like if you're learning a new skill, you're learning creativity, you're learning how to speak to an, a, a camera, which is basically a, a soulless black dot that you need to stare in and pretend it's a person. You need to improve your speech. You need to improve your copywriting live on camera. Like content is not easy, dude. There's a lot of skills and everyone's like looking at you and judging you and telling you you're a piece of shit, no matter what you create. So you should start with that and learning those skills and then all the rest, like exactly what to talk about and stuff like that. I gave you some examples, but that's kind of secondary in my opinion. I mean, it's not just my opinion. I mean, it's, it's, many people think like this. And me and Mario started like this as well. So I'm speaking from experience. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.